so we're cranking on episode 71. I have, I had a list of stuff, and uh-huh, I'll be damned if I can find it. Um, the, the vacation not exactly happening uh, the way I talked about it the last podcast, which was, Jesus, like three weeks ago, mm-hmm. maybe more. Yeah. Um, the, the new potential iteration of the vacation, my ride on the Enduro 690, and... Something else, I'm sure. So, so welcome to episode seventy-one. There, oops. No, it's it's perfect. Oh, is that for an intro? Sorry, we yeah. Took as I'm talking time. over her, it's <laughs> the nature of podcasting. Um, so this will be, I guess, our only podcast for well, I guess logically a couple weeks. I mean, I'll be on the road this week. I will not be back home until next week. So that actually puts us for a couple weeks. So that's depending on when you go on vacation. Yeah, so. I don't think it's going to be until the end of September. So we have yeah. some time. Oh, okay, sweet. So we yeah. will. <laughs> so that's news, <laughs> which we'll cover during this episode. So we'll cover our vacations, <laughs> schedules, uh, maybe some bikes. I haven't ridden in a little while. Um, tomorrow though, I'm gonna think I'm gonna go right out to Allentown, which is like an hour north. There's a fair. Just wanna go with some friends for the fair. That's and that's then, where someone is from, actually. Oh. Well so there's a fair, Allentown Allentown County County Fair. So just a short ride tomorrow to do that and hang out the fair and then um I leave Wednesday. Uh what else? I think there were some like press releases that came out in my email feed about I think Ducati and Triumph. Um, there's like that story going on right now about Triumph and how they're being fined millions, a couple million dollars. Yep. There's some uh, things they did not do. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about that. What else? Oh, I have t-shirts, which Boom. I didn't make enough of. So I have to take the t-shirts that I do have to the women's sport bike rally this week. And then next week I'll bring back whatever I have left. And hopefully there'll be enough people who want to buy them that I can make more. Um, what else? Uh, have you installed those Volo lights or have you done anything with those yet? No. And I, and I let the guys know that I was going to wait and figure out what That's my story right. is with the motorcycle first, right. but uh, likely it'll be put on whatever I buy. That's right. Um, and he contacted me as well. So I probably won't be able to talk about that for another few weeks anyway. So we'll, maybe we'll circle back about that. Yeah. I also got an interesting email from um, the folks who run Moto chic gear and they came out with that women's specific motorcycle backpack hmm i heard they about that when yeah. it was on kickstarter yeah and so they don't make any clothes yet or anything they just make this bag and like a little purse i think so at some point i'll get one of those um just contact me last week for that and i don't know whatever else we can come up with for this episode I do want to say uh, a quick hello to someone who visited me on Saturday. Uh, I think I posted it on our Facebook page. Hello, Andy from New York. Thank you for visiting. Glad you found some gloves. He was glove shopping with us. And um, and he had a friend with him, a friend or two. So that was fun. And there's a picture. And Andy, I'm waiting. I'm still waiting for you to post that picture <laughs> on the Facebook page because I want to see it. I want to share it. So let me have a second. Please share that. In the meantime, let's um let's go over some of these stories. Did you uh you responded to that question from Paul, right? The listener that uh, rides the V Strom, lives in Washington. Yes, I believe okay. I did. Double check me on that, but I want to say I did. Uh, you know, I think he was you did. looking for some six months climb commuting gear, maybe off road friendly. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure I um, gave you, Paul, hello, thank you for your email. <laughs> Thought I wrote you back. I'm going to double check and make sure that the email went through. I remember uh, drafting it, but hitting send is a different story. <laughs> uh, thank you again for 
writing in on that. And um, do you have a link about the Triumph? I do that. Don't. Okay. So. Triumph but I'm is, pretty sure I can open oh, yeah, it. See, Triumph and fine. Boom. Yes. There it is. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't really affect consumers. I mean, does it affect No, of course not. It's kind of an interesting. Not unless their revenue uh, is so little for this year that they need to raise the cost on motorcycles mm-hmm. to account for, you know, losing three, three million. Mm-hmm. It's no drop in the bucket. But it's Triumph, uh, like, overall. Triumph worldwide. I don't think it's just Triumph North America because mm-hmm. I don't think they could support that kind of fine. But um, bad news for Triumph anyway. Um, yeah, they were fined two point nine million dollars from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration um, for being late in submitting safety-related documents violating the Safety Act and regarding a recall. Mm-hmm. So they were a little slow to come back with some materials regarding a recall. Um, 1,300 bikes. Let's see. Investigation that led to a huge fine started with a safety campaign for over 1,300 bikes in September of 2014. They found that Triumph reported the problem late and then discovered other violations and not supplying warranty data. The manufacturer also took too much time in meeting the deadline for the government's inquiry. So, needless to say, um, that's a, a little bit of a problem when you're not uh, quick to respond to recalls that you know could potentially be, you know, life uh, life altering, if not life ending. I'm not sure what particular recall they're talking about. Um, ah, defect that could reduce steering capability and increase the risk of a crash. So, yeah, you know, kind of important to keep up on the deadlines for that. But, um, you know, I'm sure they'll fare pretty well. Uh, I noticed Triumph has really been, like, upping the ante in their marketing and making those motorcycles available for movies. You mm-hmm. have the most recent um, installment of, what, Jurassic Park? Yeah. Apologies for that email. Um, you also have them appearing in some, I think it was like a Volkswagen commercial or something Mm -hmm. where the vehicle was self-driving and parking and it parked and they panned out and there was a Bonneville behind it. Um, I've seen them in a lot of, of non-endemic type advertising. So Mm -hmm. I think they're, they're doing a pretty good job getting their motorcycle out into, you know, conventional mainstream media. So, and, and their sales are pretty strong as far as Bonnevilles and Scramblers are concerned. It's their cruiser market that I think is a little bit weak in the U.S. Oh, uh, yeah, very. Well, you know, what's interesting is that here I have met way more people that have Triumph cruisers than anywhere else. I mean, back home, that's really? not a thing. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like the Rocket is like that behemoth, yeah. almost 2000cc thing. And then there's a couple other models that are actually popular, at least here in, in talking to customers. I've heard way more huh. people. Yeah, because they're really they're really great cruisers. They're, you know, they're well-made machines. You know, they certainly. Yeah, Thunderbird, have, I think, is their cruiser model. Yep. Like, that's another popular model. So, actually, I mean, here the Triumph cruisers are far more popular than the street bikes. Hmm. Um, certainly, like, my bike. I mean, it's it's popular in the niche you know, sport bike triumph fan community here, but there's it's not very big. It's not you know, most um I feel like probably half the people I tell what I have, they have no idea what that is. They've never had any experience wow. with it. It's just not as popular. Well I know one person, Fonzie, who rode the Thunderbird uh, yeah. press bike. Yeah. And then Alonzo owns the Rocket Three that oh, he's sure. customized. Sure. Those are the only two people that I've ever seen near a cruiser-ish for Triumph on the West Coast. It's yeah. definitely not the same as a Bonneville. Everyone out here pretty much has a Scrambler or a, a Bonnie. Could be me. Oh, the Could Bonnies are popular here, too. And the Scramblers are certainly popular. But, I, yeah, I definitely, uh, before this, never 
met as many people who ride Triumph cruisers. Yeah, I'm always surprised. And I don't really know anything about them. I only know about the rocket because of the name. Yeah. And I saw like a video about it once. So I don't even know that much about them. But but I mean, generally speaking, Triumphs here, they're not they're not going to be, at least on the sporty side, they're just not going to be as popular as, say, Ninja 650s or GSX-R 650s or, you know, uh, Yamaha R6s and R1s. Those are the sport bikes that people generally mm-hmm. navigate to here. Well, because for a while they were cheaper. I mean, you could spend a few thousand dollars less and get an R6. But now I think you're at the end of the day, if you bought a brand new R6, you're going to get pretty close to spending what you'd spend on a street triple. Because I think out the door, a street would be 11 or 11 and a half. And um, I want to say that an R6 or a simple, similar Japanese middleweight sport bike is pricing competitively close to $10,000, which I don't, it was never really like that, I think, until more recent times. So, no, it's just more popular here. There's more, more people buying a Jixer and a Ninja. Yeah, the R6 is starting at $10,990. That's so expensive. Um, and speaking of product placement, or actually, well, yeah, more or less product placement. Uh, there is a Triumph Bonneville in a Triumph Bellstaff David Beckham movie. Oh. So they're outfitted with Bellstaff leather mm. and Triumph supplied the bikes. David Beckham is a motorcycle stuntman and the movie is called Outlaws. Mm. And the Outlaws film will be available in, I think, two weeks. Mm. So... We will post a link to the trailer on our website. You can check that out. So you want to tell us about your your big trip, which I saw you post that it's going to be the longest solo trip that you've done. In distance. How long is that? In my Well, only by like 200 miles. Because my last trip, that I, the longest trip I, take, I took was four days. And we did 1,400 and like 70 miles. Um, but I wasn't by myself. I was with a group of really fun girls. So that was a group ride that we did together. Before that, my longest by myself ride was to Reno. Mm, well, Carson City, which is only like 300 each way or something. It's not like, and the ride itself was pretty boring. You know, it's just hot. It is flat. It wasn't very exciting. So that was my last solo Super long distance, about 700. So let's see, I did New York by myself, but that was only about 700. So this time it's wow. going to be, because it's about 700 miles to Deals Gap. And if oh. you if you just take the freeway. I'm so proud. It's like baby steps. Then, <laughs> but I'm going to take the long, well, I'm going to take the slower way. So I'll probably do like 800 miles um, oh. in one way. So it'll be about 1600 round trip. Depends. I, I might have to shorten it if I'm not getting as far of, you know, I'm not going as far as I need to in the day. But mm-hmm. I mapped it out anyway to, on Wednesday, I'm going to take the Blue Ridge Parkway to get down there as far down as I can on Wednesday. I'll probably finish it on Thursday um, and then head down into Deals Gap Friday morning. Well, you know, um, the Triumph dealer in Charlotte is run by friends of Neil Bailey and Tamala Rich. So if you right. run into problems, yes, you've got some coverage there. Yeah. Definitely. Um, awesome. Yeah. So it should be fun. I'm try to take the long way. There's some rain, supposedly. So I've been looking at the weather maps every day to see if it's going to change. But there's like spotty rainstorm like not a crazy storm, but there's like thunder showers around, so not like a well, not supposed to be like a hurricane, but there's supposed to be a little bit of rain moving across there. So I don't know. We'll see. I hope I don't have to wear rain gear when I come back. Hopefully, it should be a little drier. 
but I will be going by myself because the husband is very busy with his startup. So he's um, too busy to come take a one month vacation. So that would be nice. Awesome. So, yeah, if you're anywhere along the Blue Ridge Parkway on Wednesday and Thursday down in Deals Gap, say hi. I'm thrilled to chat with you. I'm thrilled for company. I've never ridden on the parkway, so I hear it's pretty. I hear it's very scenic and the road is nice, but it's slow. I think it's a 40 mile an hour speed limit. It's going to take me a while to do. I may have to jump off and jump on the interstate a little bit just, just to get further along because I don't want to be riding into dusk or like, you know, yeah, dark. So no, I get you. Speaking of dark, I think, uh, I think my friend Michael at Spectrum went out of business. Oh, yeah, the best company? Yeah, because his um, website doesn't work anymore. And um, I don't know, it just, the site is not loading anymore. Hmm. Um, well, those vests were extraordinarily expensive. The cost was just way too high for what I think the market would support. Yeah, they were a little bit high. But he was, you know, trying to make them here. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like his last post was in December of 2014. Mm. And, uh, yeah, welcome to capitalism. Oh, it's so sad. I love my vest. I freaking mm-hmm. love it. I love my vest, too. Keep in mind, it saved at least the front part of my jacket when I crashed. I'm glad I got this, a couple. Because it got a nice black rub on the asphalt. Nice. <laughs> Save my chest, but not my arms. So I had to get rid of the jacket, but nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah. The site is broken now. And someone mentioned, I, Evan was saying he saw somewhere online, someone said he went out of business. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a, not a really good thing. Mm-hmm. but, um, sorry. Anyways, yes, I will be right down the parkway and at the women's sport bike rally, which for the event, I designed a fun t-shirt I sadly made a mistake, and I did not order as many as I thought I ordered. So, that means I... Less I to pack. Have, it's less to pack, but... Well, actually, I'm going to ship some of them down there, just a little box. But nice. the main thing I like is, that. I sold five. Thank you, by the way, if you bought one. I sold five, and I only have, like, three more that I can part with before Wednesday. So, there's only, like, two or three sizes left when I get back, hopefully, I'll see if I have any left. And then, of course, I'll try to get some more done. If people are interested, I may take pre-orders if you do want one. Um, but I'll post. There's Well, I already have a, a link up on my blog. If you go to gearchick.com slash store, the link is there. And you can just use PayPal to um, purchase it. And they're $18. And that's free shipping. Just through the nice. US mail. Yeah, it's 18 bucks. Um has my logo it's not super loud and Mm -hmm. um it is a tiny little person on a street triple it's not (laughs) me may or may not be me Uh uh-huh tiny person on a street triple because that's total coincidence all you can see is a face and hands because it's uh like a oncoming point the pov is looking at Uh the bike kind of it's not the graphic isn't really about the bike. It's there's like a big arrow, so that's like the main part of the picture. So it's a pretty small graphic. It's not totally obnoxious, um, but I have a few as of right now, and then I hope I will have more. I'm gonna try to figure out how I can do like a pre-order list, so then I can place orders and get a bunch made. I have to make at minimum forty-five to get them mm. done. With my printer, which I, which is great. Is that local or internet? Yeah, they're in Jersey. Local? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, they designed yeah. it for me, and then really mm-hmm. the printer designed it. Yeah, it was wow. Yeah, yeah. they have they have um, uh, creative uh, graphic designers they work with hmm. to do yeah to do stuff for clients. So sweet. They designed it and then they printed it and um, maybe I should do a T-shirt. Why not? Thankfully, I didn't do bumper stickers. <laughs> Those would have been kind of moot. <laughs> well, they'd be, they're cheaper. But, um, true. Very true. These, Everyone loves uh, a good sticker. Yeah, these are, they're not super expensive. They're not a dollar. No, 18 bucks is totally reasonable. 
Yeah, I, I mean, and if you're like at least turning a couple bucks profit, that's and, actually really good for no, a printer angle. I'm not. I'm basic, barely breaking even because I had to. I need. I'm sponsoring the bike night at the rally, so I have to. I made them to give away for because I don't have. You know, I don't make jackets, so I'm not giving away. I can't. I don't really have anything like that to give away. So that's why I made the t-shirts. So, um, not really. <laughs> Maybe I'll make a profit if people want to order more. I hope if I got five orders this week and I can get five orders a week, then maybe I can order up like 40 or 50 t-shirts or whatever. So if you want awesome. one now, you have to go on and buy one and I'll ship them out on Tuesday since it's a holiday tomorrow. So indeed. Thank you. If you bought one, um, if you're going to buy one, thanks. Fabulous. And let me say thank you to Volo Lights who sent us both a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you got yours yet, but I got mine. Sizing was perfect. And I love the logo. I can't remember what kind of fish that is. But there is like this grouper looking fish that has, it, it's legit. Like it, it really is, it really does exist. Um, their logo, the fish on their logo. But it's the like grouper looking fish with a little... Um, like eyeball or light that is mounted on its forehead that kind of falls forward and has a little, yeah, I'm going to have to post that because everyone's going to be going, I don't know what she's talking about. It's like a light that comes out of their forehead. And anyway, it's cool. <laughs> really hard to describe if you're sitting there scratching your head right now. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, what's wrong with her? Well, for starters, I've had a long day and second, I am sipping whiskey, but um, no, it's a cool logo and I really dig the shirts. So thanks guys. And I can't wait to mount that on a motorcycle, which I will now have to fly because rolling into my exciting trip that I talked about mm-hmm. apparently prematurely, um, mm-hmm. my work told me, no, no, you can't go on a 40 day adventure. Sorry. Try again. And <laughs> the days. reality of that is, is that I, yeah. Okay. Um, well, that means I can't ride from the West coast, which means I have to source a motorcycle on the East coast. And the only time I could get a, um, didn't reach out to BMW because I'm not entirely sure that I'm really up to trying to come up with an article about my trip. So there's really no point in when I have such a cram schedule, other than the presentations that I'll do at dealerships, I didn't really feel that that was from a press standpoint marketable. So I just decided, you know what? I'm cool with buying a motorcycle. I, you know, it's my birthday. I got to do something cool. I'm going to be home on my birthday. So I'm going to buy one. Yeah, well, that too. But I'm going to buy a motorcycle. I'm going to ride it on the East Coast. I'll probably leave it somewhere in Orlando or Atlanta where I know a couple of people. Hmm. Um, and then, uh, and then at some point I'll fly out, do a one way trip, uh, back to Orlando and I'll ride it as far as I can get it, fly back and then have another trip. out of it. So it'll be like a probably two successive weekends hmm. to get it back to LA. But, um, nonetheless, it'll be fun. That will be like kind of a, well, you know, I'm obligated. Got to go next weekend. I'll, I'll touch base with you later. So my trip will start somewhere in the Northeast. I have about three weeks. I'm still doing Overland Expo East. My schedule on that, I don't think I'm doing anything on Friday, but my presentation about India, Nepal, and Bhutan is on Saturday at 10 a.m. So if you're going to Overland Expo East, make sure you're around on Saturday. Um, I will be staying in Asheville for a couple... Asheville. Asheville. So I will be staying in Asheville for a couple extra days. And I believe that Sunday night that Overland Expo is done and over with, I will probably do a presentation locally in Asheville in support of, uh, of one of my fellow moto industry people. So once I get those details all squared away, when I have a motorcycle in my hands, I will make sure that I distribute that information. And as far as everyone else in the Idaho area and Washington and Oregon and Pacific Northwest and Texas. And it has just been really awesome that a, we have more than five listeners and B that people are like, Hey, that's so awesome. Come stay with me or stay at my apartment. Mm -hmm. You know, I have like one of the guys that was in, uh, in 
I think it was Asheville or North Carolina, somewhere in, in the Carolinas. And they yeah. was like, well, was like, hey, I'm going to be gone. Stay in my apartment. And I'm like, wow, that is so cool and amazing. <laughs> Very nice. So I totally appreciate all the offers. Sad I can't take you up on anything in the Pacific Northwest for a little while. I do have family up there. I need to visit my brother at some point. So I will try to coordinate some sort of presentation um, when I do cruise up through the Portland, uh, um, Seattle, Tacoma area. But uh, for now, it's still kind of up in the air. Um, I've got that going on. I I will be at AMX Expo for sure. After that, I will also try to hit Barber. Um, the Barber Museum slash uh, Vintage Motorcycle Weekend is the same weekend I was going to go through there anyway. So that would be great to be able to catch those three things while I'm there and then come back. Um and then likewise to you having a potential track day on the horizon, I've got some things I'm working out too. So, yes. uh, so track it'll days. be good. Um, I, uh, yeah, I will have a, a potentially a track weekend, like a track, two track days. So my first intro track day and then the Sunday after it also. And then Where? again, in like a month or two, actually take the course. Where would you do the track day? Um, well, I, I still need to finalize my plans, but I was supposed to do it at Laguna Seca. And then the more Mm -hmm. I thought about it, the more I got a little nervous because that's, that's a mighty track for the first timer. The course is a little, is it a a little course? I mean, is it a real track day? Actually it's, it's with Jason, but the star motorcycle school is having over Halloween. So it's Halloween weekend, the 30th and the 31st. Yeah. Is uh, is Jason's star school at Laguna oh, Seca, and that's maybe great. the first time he's ever offered it there. I know his dad does like the street smart school or yes, whatever. That sounds uh, perfect. Edge does, but yeah, if you're up in that area or you have any interest, uh, Jason yeah. is offering a package deal, mm. so you can get two nights at the Embassy Suites. That's the closest, uh, nicest hotel to um, Laguna Seca. And uh, two days of instruction, a dinner, catered lunch, um, mm. whole other goodies, and uh, and that's up on his motor uh, his website starmotorcycle.com. And uh, I believe it's seventeen fifty for the both days and the weekend in the hotel, oh, and, or nineteen hundred nineteen hundred for both days in the hotel. But. Uh, yeah. Needless to say, um, it's a, it's a really good deal, and I think I might. Sh- I haven't talked to him yet, but I think I might shy away from doing Laguna Seca and wait until he comes back down to Chukwala, just because it's like an easier, a little bit easier of a track. But um, I might do two track days before I do that course at Thunderhill. Thunderhill should be a well. It's a fast course, but it's definitely easier than Laguna Seca. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think that whole nine-story elevation drop in the corkscrew in like seven seconds or something might be a little much. Going that fast. Yeah, I know, but I don't want to go thirty miles an hour through it either. (laughs) Why not? I bet that's still fun. I bet even going twenty is still fun. I'm sure it is, but I've. You're going. (laughs) Sure, it's amazing. Why don't you do? Yeah, and I'm sure I would also shit my pants if I was on the back of shit my leathers, maybe. So I was on the back doing the two up ride with Jason through the corkscrew. I would yeah. probably be crying. <laughs> I know his goal is always, as he says, I'm not trying to scare you. I'm not going to go fast. You know, you're in total control over how fast or how slow I take this. And I want you to literally get off the back of this motorcycle and be, hey, when are we going again? Can we go again? Let's go again. Yep, yep. He's always said that he's, his goal is to not scare you. I want and uh, and if here. you haven't wandered over to his website, by the way, they relaunched in the last month or so um, the StarMotorcycle.com website. They relaunched it because they rebranded with Kawasaki, so they now have a partnership mm. with Kawasaki. So if you want to ride the Ninja Six or the Z, mm. what is it, ZX10R? I think it's the thousand, the leader bike, the six, or the smaller Ninja, the three hundred you can rent one of those motorcycles. And he has a couple mm. of events at Chukwala, um, end of September, I believe the second weekend in December he has one, or the first weekend in December. And, mm. um, he has one before Thanksgiving at yeah. uh, Willow. 
Yeah, Streets of Will also. So yeah, he's um and obviously some of these if you go to a nice place like Ozuna, they're going to put together a little bit of a package and it'll be a little more expensive. But if you're going to be a, a local SoCal person, Streets of Willow and Chuckwall are going to run you a little bit less. It is uh, 1400 bucks to do Streets of Willow. It is 1900 to do Laguna Seca. And that's the package with the hotel. Yes. Um, and then Chuckwalla, I don't think they do a package with the hotel. No, they Streets feed you. Streets of Willow is crazy windy. <laughs> they feed you at Chuckwalla. It's like they feed you, um, feed you and all these things. But yeah, uh, the hotel That's special. That's Chuckwalla so far away from uh, actual people. No. <laughs> Chuckwalla is out in the middle of the desert. <laughs> if they didn't feed you, it would be kind of a dicey proposition going out there. You'd have to bring your lunch. I hope he comes but, out to the East Coast next summer. Because I'm... He's out actually tomorrow. Um, he's at uh, Black. Is it Black Hill Farms? What's VIR, Virginia? No, 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 no. no. There's New York State, Black Connecticut. Something. It's Connecticut. Oh. There's the Poconos. There's New Jersey, Bonk. and then he was out at New Jersey over the weekend. Oh. He is Blackhawk Farms. I don't know where that is. Um. Do, 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 do. I went there last week, but he was not there. It was just a regular track day uh, with a team promotion. Yeah, Blackhawk Farms, Jersey. He was actually in New Jersey this weekend. Oh. Riding uh, the BMW S1000R um, with the private lessons. And then he's at Blackhawk Farms on Monday. And then he's going to be back That's in right. Jersey for Photo America. So if you happen to... Check out Moto America. Um, Happy Plans Farms is in Illinois. Yeah, he's all over the place. <laughs> Not Jersey. Well, no, no, no. But I'm saying he was in Jersey. Uh, he just flew out to Blackhawk Farms, uh, somewhere there, <laughs> east of Mississippi, Illinois, and then he's going back to Jersey oh. uh, for Moto America. Yeah, I'll be gone. Quite a few people he's supporting. Well, that's a bummer because I could have totally gotten you hooked up. I'm sure I could have gotten hooked up, but I'd rather be riding rather than spectating. This is very true. So I know I'm going to have a really good time. But when I come back the following week, we will be doing a track day at New Jersey Motorsports Park. Nice. They have a NJM class. Yes. So we're going to ride on the Thunderbolt track. There's two tracks and Thunderbolt's the bigger one. And the faster one, I guess, or the funner one. And um, Team Promotion is going to be doing the beginner class there. And then they have, of course, the intermediate and advanced classes. But uh, Evan and I are just going to do the, the beginner class. So luckily he has a suit that he might be able to wear. <laughs> and then <laughs> I need to figure out what I'm going to do. I actually, need Start to, fasting. Need to see. Yeah, I need to figure out what I... What I'm going to do for that? I'm, I, I'm trying to. I'm looking at suits, but I don't want to buy a brand new suit. So if someone has a used suit they're trying to get rid of, then I'd rather just buy a, a used suit if I buy anything. But I'll just wear something in my closet. I'm not going to be dragging my knees or anything like that. Um, and I am going to do it on my bike, so that's the fun part. And um, yeah, stay at the track. And New Jersey is fun because it's uh, one of only two tracks in the country that have hotel rooms above the garage so if you don't want to camp in the parking lot you can rent a vip suite they're about 120 dollars a night 100 to 120 bucks and you get a shower and a little kitchen and and it's right above the garage so you just get up in the morning walk downstairs and you're ready to roll it's kind of a neat wow yeah kind of a neat arrangement i mean most people are parking are camping in the parking lot you know with their rvs and their tents and stuff but if you want you know, actually, you want to stay in a bed in a hotel room. They have that, too. So it's just a nice little, it's really nice. It's only 45 minutes from here, maybe an hour um, in South Jersey. So we're going to do that uh, in two weeks. I'm so excited. I'm so, so excited. So excited. Been dying to do track day for a long time. And it's definitely overdue. And the nice thing about their beginner class is I don't have to safety wire anything and I don't have to do coolant changes. I just got to tape some stuff up and I'm ready to go. 
So it's a little cool less changes. Yes. Earth? So mm-hmm. so typically, if you're doing if you're well, when I did a track day uh, with Zoom Zoom um, School, they wanted you to change your coolant out because if you crash, then there's coolant on the course, and then people are going to be you know crashing in it. So you change it out to this. It's called water wetter. So it's a water-based coolant, and that way if you crash, then there's just water, I guess, on the track. And then you don't have to safety wire, but I had to do that for that class. But this one is a little more basic because it's a beginner class, so it's like the lower level white. And there's instruction, and so I'm so excited. just cannot wait. Evan is excited as well because he's never done a track day, and um, he hasn't taken any classes like that before, so... Should be fun. So if you're doing a track day at NJMP on the 20th, I hope to see you there. There will also be a contingent of Revzilla friends, um, of course. Also doing a track day. I think there's about maybe four, three or four people who are also going to be there that day. And look for us in the garages. Not the VIP. Well, some people will be in the VIP garage, but I will probably be walking back and forth between the VIP garage and the regular garage Um, because you can either rent a group garage or if you have a pop-up then of course you just pop up your tent in the you know in parking lot with your trucks and stuff like that but we'll we'll probably be in a shared garage it's a tiny little very, very casual so that's where I will be after track day and then after that um Nothing. I don't think I'll be doing anything after that. It's Popageddon. That's right. So when I get back from track day, the, that week is going into Popageddon. So if you haven't heard about Popageddon yet, the Pope's coming to Philly. So everybody's freaking out. So, um, yeah, we might have talked about this on the last podcast when we were discussing my <laughs> schedule right. as to when I'm plowing through. So I'll be home. We'll be home hanging out on the deck. That's pretty much what I'm going to be doing for Popageddon. Um, that's really it. And then I'm not going anywhere until the uh, first week of December. I get to go home for a week. Oh, I forgot. I wanted. I just forwarded you a copy of a uh, press release. It's Los Angeles Ducati Week. You gonna yeah, go to that? Saw that. You gonna go hang out? No, I yeah, got a lot going on. Uh, well, it looks fun if you're in SoCal. Looks like Ducati is going to take over from the 17th to the 20th of September in Westlake Village. Enthusiasts will come together to show off their bikes and view historic Ducati models while enjoying entertainment, food, and fashion. In addition, attendees will be able to experience the Ducati lineup for themselves with an exclusive test ride opportunity, including rides through the legendary Malibu Hills. So it sounds like a Ducati Island. Kind of deal or something mm-hmm. in uh, LA. So Westlake Village Inn and Stonehouse Winery. And it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. This looks exciting. Sounds like a lot of people. I think I'll head the opposite direction. It does. It does. But mm-hmm. hey, you know, if you're a Ducatista and, and you love all that, and go check it I'd out. Rather, fun. I'd rather go to Santa Barbara Ducati if I wanted to mm-hmm. go to an event mm. instead of Westlake. Actually, Westlake's a competing sure. dealership to Santa Barbara, so oh. got to show the Santa Barbara pride Wait. by going all the way up to Santa Barbara. Oh, okay. Well, this is not at a dealer. It's at a, uh, a winery. I thought it was Westlake Ducati. No, it's at Westlake Village Inn and Stonehouse Winery in oh, Westlake that's Village. that's weird. Sounds fun. Because there is a Ducati out there, Ducati dealership. Well, I bet the dealer will be there, but maybe mm. they just wanted a big venue to have like food and you know, music and yeah, maybe they just wanted a big location so people could come in and like stay there, you know, because it's four days mm-hmm. long. So they probably want people to like spend the night. So it looks nice because it's at a, a hotel and winery. So if you're mm-hmm. there, please you know, post some photos. I'd love to see that. They did have Ducati Debo days here like two weeks ago, but of course it's on a Saturday. So I couldn't go or do anything about it. Yeah. Saturdays don't exist in your book. No. no. And here Sunday is church day, so nothing ever happens on Sunday. Like everything is always it's always stuff always happens Saturday. Um sometimes things go into Sunday, like the Italian market festival was Saturday and Sunday. 
but a lot of stuff, flea markets, demo days, the uh, uh, all the events that Sport Bikes Inc. puts together, always on a Saturday. They're just mm. they're never on a Sunday. The rare time. Sunday's my ride day. Well, that's like my church day. Me too. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. So it's just too bad that there's not more stuff on on Sundays. Um, but well, I got to do. I got to. St- basically be in Joanne's everyday position, which is tiptoeing oh. on a motorcycle. <laughs> so Good she tell. got a, she got a great, uh, great giggle out of me, uh, tiptoeing it on a, on a KTM Enduro 690. So both of us have ridden the, I don't really think they call it the street 690. It's the Duke, the, the Duke. 690 Duke. Yep. Yep. Um, we had both taken a crack at that when we first started this podcast a couple of years back. Uh, in San Francisco, actually. And I think most of our shots um, that we use for marketing, mm-hmm. hopefully we'll get some new ones when I see you on the East Coast. Yeah. Please tell we please, please tell Evan we need yeah. to be ready. <laughs> we, no, we will. If you're, if you're going to come here, then absolutely, we will. Absolutely. We'll make yeah, time we and we'll need, do it. It's rare that we ever get our faces together in the same room. It's yeah. like Photoshopped in. But um, we will. We, we both rode the, the Duke 690, and both of us can touch, because it's a street bike, it's a little bit lower. But because this is an enduro off-road, primarily, mm-hmm. the enduro uh, 690 is actually 35.4, I think is the seat height. Brutal. That's gnarly. Uh, but, and it's a light bike, so I mean, that, it had that going for it. Um, I think the GSA also is about 35.4. So that was the bike that I had a while back where it was close to 500 pounds. And it was me tiptoeing down the driveway saying, no, I'm not having this. I'm going to go get the lowered seat so I can at least get another inch back. But um, this was interesting. I actually, I should have had them take a picture. Excuse me. (coughs) (coughs) I should have had them take a picture of me tiptoeing it. But um, actually Mm -hmm. with the... The dampen, it was a different um, suspension. Mm. So the suspension was a little bit softer. Mm-hmm. And so with the soft suspension and the fact that I had the, the CD Cortex Adventure boots, I was able to uh, toe touch on both. Um, maybe the ball of my feet. So that was pretty cool. But that bike, uh, very thin tires. Mm-hmm. And we were riding in wind. So this is also, let me state that my BMW still does not have a rear tail light because I barely got the thing apart and I just have not had the time mm. to, um, it's at the office currently. I have not mm. had the time to take it apart. So I'm going to try to get that done this week. Got to find the fuse box and got to take a look at the um, mm. LED for to figure out which is which. But anyway, so... So my friend invited me out the night before to go ride. And I said, well, you know, I don't have a taillight, so I don't want to ride my bike. And he's like, well, you can take out my Thruxton. No, wait, maybe take the, K- take the KTM. I'm like, oh, okay. I probably should have gone with the Thruxton. But um, I rode the KTM. We did some twisties. And, like, I felt really terrible because that bike is super tall. So I feel like I'm sitting... Mm-hmm. On it's like a ladder mm-hmm. on the I'm top step of the ladder. I'm sitting on it. I'm riding a ladder, <laughs> and on the bottom of the ladder with the four like points that points of contact that touch the ground are like rollerblades. So that's how it felt going around the first tight corner. Everything that was big and sweeping was fine, and then we hit the first tight corner, which was kind of a surprise, even though it's an area I've already ridden. I literally almost went off the road, and when I looked behind me he followed my line like oh my god i almost killed ricky so that would be really um many women would be deeply disappointed that i killed the drummer of poison so i looked behind me and i was like you do not follow my lines actually get in front of me like i'm just i can't oh my god i looked in the rearview mirror and i thought i was gonna die i'm like that was terrible i fully let that one like blow by only in la would you be riding with the drummer of poison yeah, that was his ride. Too. So not only would That's I have killed awesome. him, I also destroyed his motorcycle. Did you get a picture? Um, Next time, get a picture. Yeah, I have I have pictures. I have to uh, I have to upload it. And I'll, I'll put it on our website. But um, yeah, we got a group photo. And then sadly, his his phone. We got some close ups with his phone, but he yeah. dropped his phone in like I think 
some really bad stuff happened to it. So he was like, oh, shit, my all my pictures are destroyed. We only have the one of the four of us. Oh, he never posted it on... Uh... He never uploaded it. Oh. He took it right before I left. So here's what happened. We we did an area that I'm entirely very familiar with. And I can tell you, even with the BMW and, and Nobbies as well as street tires, I've hit those corners at 50 miles per hour. But when I was on the 690, I just, I didn't feel it. We, we left late. We met at 930. I usually meet at seven. We have a snack and then go. Mm-hmm. So we left, we met at 930. We probably dawdled uh, until like 1030 or 11. And then we left heading out to Ojai. And so we went some back roads to get out to Gorman. Mm-hmm. And in the course of the back roads, the wind was kicking up because we're now approaching like 12 o'clock and one o'clock p.m. And not only that, it was twisty. And for some reason, I just wasn't connecting with the bike. It wasn't the bike's fault. It was all about the rider. Mm-hmm. And it just, the turn, taking corners on the thing didn't feel right. I just, it wasn't working out for me. And you know what? It's just like lane splitting. You have a certain amount of, you know, normal straight riding, totally fine. Probably doesn't take a whole lot of mental capacity to make that work out for you. But when you're lane splitting, like we've discussed before, you have to be 110%. In this particular arena, I was not feeling 110%. I was not lane splitting, but at the same time, I was on someone else's bike, so I'm a little extra careful. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, I was on a bike that was really tall, and it just feels really weird. I'm sure there's a method to the madness, but I wasn't quite getting it. I'm sure it's amazing off-road, but on-road, not Mm -hmm. really a strong favorite for me. I'd actually prefer the Duke. So. If I was on the Duke, things would have been totally different. So on top of that, once we got out of the twisties where I nearly killed him. Um, I'm going to send a friend uh, request. Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even his friend on Facebook. What? Um, no. I'm an Adam. You had him. No. <laughs> so uh, we, Damn it, uh, well, he was supposed to be on the podcast. This is like two oh. years of me trying to get him uh, as an interviewee yes. on the podcast. I'm still working on it. Oh. Um, so right so after we got out of the twisties, we're heading towards Gorman and it was super windy and that bike is so light and you're so yeah. high up there. It's like flying yeah. a kite. I'm like the actual kite. Yeah. And by the time we got to the Chevron uh, four corner gas station in Gorman, I looked at him like, I'm not doing this. I'm going back. And I was like, I don't need you to come with me. I want you to go out and enjoy your ride because he doesn't get to ride a lot. And so he went out with the other three guys that we were with. Yeah. And I was like, peace out. I'm going to go back to your house. I've got all my stuff out of your house. I don't need to worry about, you know, oh, my God, there's something. in. You know, I've got everything I need. And mm-hmm. I just took a photo of where I stashed the key. So I dropped his bike off at his house and went through the gravel driveway, which was a little interesting. He's got like a vertical, swoopy gravel driveway. And so I'm like, uh, if, if I'm not already feeling like I'm not connecting with this motorcycle and it's super tall and it's the end of the day where I was a little stressed by wind. Then I get to the top of the gravel driveway and it's like all cornery and stuff. But um, there was no wind on the way back. And then the guys, when they got back, they, they got back plus a couple hours later. And I just did not, I wasn't committing to like a, getting home at five o'clock either. That was not my goal of the ride. So we also ended, they would have ended very late. So when he got back, he texted me, hey, the wind stopped after you left. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Because when I went back to your house, there wasn't any wind. It was fine. It was a great ride. Going back, it was a little bit easier, you know. But uh, yeah, yeah, it happens. I don't, you know, I'm not going to think that I'm some sort of crappy motorcyclist because I can't, you know, make it happen on that bike. I've taken the same corners on another bike just as fast. It's it's got everything to do with uh, multiple things going on and, you know, so. Yeah, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. That's okay. But, you know what, just, you know, if you're not comfortable, if it's not working for you, don't, you know, never feel ashamed to say, hey, uh, I'm just going to head back. Like, this is not for me. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I always, you know, my goal on a, on a weekend is to enjoy the ride. When I reach yeah. a point where I'm no longer enjoying myself and where I'm stressing just a little too much, it's just not worth it. I, my time, you know, my weekend time where I'm not working, thankfully, is uh, way too valuable to be spent stressed out on the road trying to keep the front end of a bike down. <laughs> so, yeah, it's interesting. But uh, in other news, um, mm-hmm. awkward, 
awkward places to have someone go, hey, aren't you the girl that does the motorcycle podcast? Yes. Like, I thought I reached the highest point of, wow, this is awkward, when my dermatologist <laughs> what? said something. Um, so I, I was getting my regular checkup. It's funny. And uh, the last time I went in to see the dermatologist, um, I was not wearing pretty panties. <laughs> And when I had to completely drop everything and they tried to get me to wear the gown and I'm like, yeah, gown, that's nah, just formality. I don't really care. Let's just get this over with. Okay. I turn around because they check your, they check my whole body. Sure. So I turn around and notice that the door is just open and there are three students because apparently they were having like students, why you, you know, wear the gown. Dropping. Yes. And <laughs> Well, I didn't know that. I didn't know there would be an audience. So I was like, man, I would have worn my nicer panties if there would have been like an audience. So, you know, and there are some cute doctors. So anyway, this time I made sure so you I, turn around. I wore the wore the right panties. Um, but the, so this doctor is like, you know, checking out my leg or something. And I, he's, you know, having me like recast. So why are you here? And blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And I start talking and he's like, you sound really familiar or, or do I know you? And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm absolutely certain I never dated this guy because he looks like he's at least 15 years younger than me. Like okay. he, he might've just gotten his license to drink. So this or, is a new dermatologist. Never seen him before. Yes. Got never it. seen him before in my life. Nice. And he gotta be like 24. Oh, <laughs> like, he's wow. so young. Wow. And, uh, and I'm like, no, no, I've never gone out with this guy. And, uh, it turns out that his roommate drives a jig, rides a jigger. And listens to the podcast. Oh, what's his and name? His roommate was playing podcast like on his desktop computer oh. in the house, and he heard it. So when I started talking, and he was asking me, oh. "So you know, oh. when was the last time you were here?" Um, and I started talking, he <laughs> recognized my voice. He does Neat. not write. Oh, okay. So, but um, nonetheless, that was really creepy. I mean, you don't ever. <laughs> Someone to be, you know, looking at your leg or your ass, and then saying, "Do I know you?" And it's like, what? Well. I'm sure he didn't mean it. That Sorry way. for the quasi PG-13 rating, maybe for Whatever. this particular 71. That's cool. Hello, roommate of dermatologist. <laughs> yes. Hello, roommate <laughs> of a very, very young dermatologist. Very nice. Who was checking out me in cute panties over the weekend. So, yay. Um, on the next awkward moment, which was slightly less awkward than that, I think that kind of takes the cake for strange scenarios. Um, Craigslist. So I'm looking for motorcycles uh, on the East Coast, and uh, and I find one, and I email them, and I'm pretty sure Craigslist like has a blind deal where no one knows. You know, it it masks your email ID. Yes. So it doesn't come in as your actual email. Yep. yep. For yep. some reason, it didn't do that, and, because I don't have a signature on Gmail. Oh. And the guy, when I say, hey, so, you know, is this bike still available? Mileage, maintenance log, um, if you get it serviced at a shop, what shop is it? You know, can I follow up with that shop, et cetera? Those are my standard questions. Mm -hmm. um, salvage or pink also. Yeah. Um, he emails me back and says, oh, are you the same Chrissy Farrell that does a motorcycle podcast and like rides all over the place like India? <laughs> just wondering. Just, just wondering. Great. Like, well, okay, that's never happened. Um, well, yeah, and what I should have said was, will it get me a better deal if I say yes, or would it be better if I said no? But it turns out that admitting it was just as awkward because the next response from him <laughs> should have been emailing me photos, but instead, two days after or a day after he said he was going to email me photos of the motorcycle, he said, yeah, I just want to let you know I sold it. Wow. <laughs> that was it. So I admit that I'm this person, and then he and nothing, and then he's old bike. So okay, great. Bummer. I'm gonna crawl back in my hole and <laughs> record podcast well, episode. Big money always wins, right? <laughs> well, there and now. That's also another thing I run into is I will send you the check right now for this motorcycle, but I can't pick it up right now. That's the problem. That's okay. I only so hopefully, works in their hopefully favor. I can. I can make that happen with the one I'm currently looking at because I would be very happy to have that bike. And I can almost say with a, 
a 50% degree of certainty that Ace Cafe would store it for me in Orlando. Yes. So if I could say, yeah, I bought this motorcycle in the middle of nowhere, rode it across, you know, rode it down the eastern seaboard and then parked it in, in the middle of Ace Cafe, Orlando, that'd be kind of cool. Yes. <laughs> Until I could drive it off the floor and take it to Texas and then fly back home and then fly back to Texas and then drive it to California. Hmm. Probably the plan. But yeah, so uh, interesting stuff, right? <laughs> Oh, and then and then of course my other trip. The reason why my motorcycle is not in the right place right now, where both of my bikes, my car, my bike and car should be at home, but instead I have a bike at the office and the car at home, Hmm. is uh, because I was delivering these uh, Bonneville that Eric owns to him on set. So a couple weeks ago, I got to uh, go to the Paramount lot and drop off Eric's bike because he had serviced Eric Olson. NCISLA. So he had it serviced at Mickey Cohen Motorsports. And I know Mickey, and Mickey's been trying to get me to come out and say hi and visit a shop for a while. So I was like, you know, Eric, enough of your excuses about not coming out to ride with us on the weekends. How about if I just bring the bike from Mickey's shop to the lot? Would that would that make things better? And he was like, oh, my God, really? I'll owe you. I'm like, oh, that's like the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it's having eric owe me something that that's i'm gonna slide that in my pocket and save it for a rainy day so so i went out um got a ride actually with a co-worker who lives out in yorba linda and so he dropped me off at mickey's hung out in mickey's shop for a little bit and um checked out some bikes and talked shop and then took off on eric's bike and the next day took it to the paramount lot and I actually got to ride the motorcycle onto the lot, which was uh, a, a little dicey and difficult because the gate that they had me enter so I wouldn't have to weave in through all these different studio stages um, was actually the quiet set part, the quiet part of the studio mm. where they film a lot or they were filming that day. Mm. So I had to keep it really like mellow and not accelerate and just kind of <laughs> putt, putt, putt through there. No burnouts, uh, <laughs> no of- crazy engine over revving or anything like that. But yeah. uh, I pretty much uh, dropped it off, um, picked the first shady spot I saw because it was probably a hundred when I rode, and I was wearing my my Drake Airs, which were good, and thankfully it was the Drake Airs and the base layer because I would have died if it was just the Drake Airs by themselves. And I wore the leather Dainese jacket. And I can tell you that in 100 degree heat, even though that is a pretty damn good vented jacket, the Nikita, I tell you in like 100 degree heat, it's oh, it's still no, hot. Be hot. It's a hot jacket. <laughs> so um, got to sit and hang out and watch those guys film, uh, film an episode. Same. And coolest thing, the gir- one of the girls that uh, works on the show, her name's Brenda Ryan, and she uh, runs, is it Han Moto? H-O-N? Okay. Um, I will have to check that out. Mm-hmm. She looks over at me, and she says, Chrissy? And I say, Brenda? And she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> she drove by, literally, um, right as I was dropping off the motorcycle. Yeah, it's Han Moto, H-O-N, mm-hmm. uh, separate word, M-O-T-O. She works on that uh on that set and she's want to say she's a stunt woman. So anyway, it was really great to finally meet her because I, I recognized her because I know she follows me on Instagram. And of course, when I saw that she was associated with NCISLA, I was like, Oh, I got to make sure that the next time I'm on that set that I actually say hi. So it was really cool running into someone on the lot going, I know you, (laughs) but uh, at any rate. um, So yeah, that was fun. Eric was stoked. And I rode the bus home, and everyone was so angry with me that I didn't take Uber. And I'm like, well, I I can do the bus. bus. It was two buses, and it was actually pretty cool the whole time. Uh, The first bus was kind of standing room only full, and then the second bus was totally empty. And it literally dropped me off, like, not even a block away from my house. Oh. Nothing wrong with using the bus. For $1.75, I got home. (laughs) 
And it was like the scariest thing ever for, for Eric. He's like, oh my God, why'd you do that? Oh, because it's like an adventure. Are you kidding? That's why you're taking the bus. So, yeah, you know, I think people associate buses sometimes with like the worst thing. I wouldn't take a bus through like some dicey parts of LA, but mm-hmm. really going from East Hollywood to my house, which is literally Melrose going east. It's yeah. it's like a straight shot. So, so yeah, that was my little adventure last week. Is I went from riding Eric's Bonneville to Ricky's KTM. <laughs> and I was like, this is a pretty strong weekend. Like I haven't rode my BMW in forever, but I rode an actor's bike and then I rode a rock star's bike. Sweet. Exciting. Far more exciting than my week. Yeah. Meanwhile, my BMW's like, any day now, you can uh, you can take that taillight off. I'll just uh, kick it here at the office. It's totally cool. <sighs> oh, man. So so if you're looking for an F650 GS, the twin cylinder, once I get that puppy fixed up and ready to go, get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe when I get back, maybe not right away, but mm. yeah. Uh, once I get the Triumph back here, um, I might, just because I'm looking for a change. Yeah. I think if I, you know, once I get the IT-175 up and running and I've honed in on my skills, I could see myself getting like a WR-250R, something easily nimble on trails yeah. that has that's a... What I want. Or a KLX-250. Yeah, that's plated and can mm-hmm. get across some stuff. Not mm-hmm. like crazy long distance yep. highway driving or right. anything like that. But... It's uh, fun. Yeah. yeah, fun and want. not a long distance. And, you know, you I, can take a Bonneville I on think, a um, road I've done it. <laughs> yeah, I think we're going to oh. shoot for that next year, maybe. I don't know. It'll be two little dual sports, a couple of Calyxes or a couple of WRs, just something. Because here there's a lot of fun off-roads. There's a lot of fun, like, mm-hmm. unpaved, Trump weird roads. Mm-hmm. So it'd be really fun to be able to just wander around on back roads in the dirt here and yeah. everything is you're gonna take off highway anyway because the freeways suck here so we'll always be taking local roads to get out so um yeah yeah my only celebrity sighting was andy thanks andy it's good mm-hmm. to meet you it's fun Oh, unless we forget my friend Brenda, who I met at NCIS, she listens to the podcast. Oh, so thank you. That's exciting. Yeah, thank you, friends. Awesome. Thank you very much. Hopefully, yeah. I will meet some more of you down at the Gap, down in the Dragon. Yeah, and hopefully, you run into uh, not Paul. It was the other guy that was yes. saying he's going to be in that area. Yes, uh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm totally like. Spacing on the name. His yes. name is Matt. Yes. Um, so he's with Matt. friends. Mm-hmm. He's with buddies. Yeah, but that's awesome. I'm totally, believe me, I'm like over the moon that, you know, there are actually people out there that listen. So we're not just like spinning wheels well, for, for yeah. the hell of We are. Not to well, mention people that listen. Sorry to interrupt. Not to mention okay. people that listen, but people that are like, oh, cool. And enthusiastic about it and, you know, write in and tell us, hey, you know, we can tell Christy's down and she needs a little support. So I just want to let you know, we listen, we love it. You know, we, we're catching up on all the old episodes and not to mention that, but like, yeah, come stay with us. Entertain us. Yeah, yeah we're, as of today, we're at 116,201 downloads, complete downloads. That's not unique downloads. Unique is 84,000. Thank you. But um, it's nice to have at least crest the 100,000. So thanks if you're listening. And we will do our best to come back on time in a couple weeks for you. Um, I think that's going to wrap us up for 71. In the meantime, visit us online on the interwebs. Right? Exactly. Uh, uh, motorific.com. Speaking of which, there is a Motorific user, Motorific, on Instagram, I think, somewhere. 
in another country, totally unrelated person, not motorcycle related, but hmm. just remember that. So find us as Motorific Media on Instagram and Gear Chick on Instagram and ADV Goddess on Twitter and Gear Chick on Twitter and Motorific. Yeah, we all run the only podcast location that we run as a podcast and not as as a group and not as individuals is uh, the Motorific podcast on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Elsewhere, we're all independently pushing uh, our work and whatnot. So um, rest assured, uh, you will not find Motorific by itself on Instagram or um, because Motorific Media is, you know, me. But uh, yeah, it's it's me and it's um, not necessarily Motorific podcast stuff. So we're all like individually pushing the show, Mm -hmm. but collectively on uh, on Facebook. Yeah. So. Thank you for reading and listening and clicking. Uh, we'll definitely try to come back to you in two weeks. I can't wait to report back on the trip. Hopefully I make it there and back. <laughs> okay. We'll see. It's been a while since I've been out by myself. Oh, come on. 1,200 miles? That's like something. You got this. 1,600. What's that? Nothing, right? 1,600. Come on. Hopefully I can stand or radar. People are just like warning me about that, about the parkway. Is that there's a lot of cops, so you're gonna get pulled over. But they said that about West Virginia. I never got touched in West Virginia. But then again, I'm not crazy, and I don't go 100 miles an hour in a 45. So yeah, I feel like by the time they they Blue Ridge they, uh, Parkway's lots of twisties. I don't really think that you're gonna is. be. I mean, that's just it's like slow. Angeles Crest. You're not riding Angeles Crest like a crazy person either when you're no, out here. But you know, when the twisties are 30, 40 miles an hour. It's fun to go 50, 60. But sure. But I'm going to look for people <laughs> much higher than that. I would hope so. Well, and my thought is by the time they identify me and they go, okay, that person's going eight, you know, eight, wait, what? Is that a kid or a girl? <laughs> It'll, they'll be too, it's like, a ninja. They'll be too confused and then they won't pull me. They'll be onto the next person. Anyways, <laughs> I see you. Great. Please wave. Please honk. Um, in the meantime, we will try to catch you back in two weeks. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you later.